this will help you understand how bizarre this movie is. Ralph Macchio is older than the actor that played Terry Silver. That does not surprise me. Not at all. He is he is huge. He is chunky in this movie. He, I was going like to say that too. <laughs> he, he's like a linebacker. He's been eaten. <laughs> My goodness. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast, the only podcast ready to defend their All-Valley Karate Tournament Championship. My name's Phil, and that's Ben. Say hi, Ben. Hey. hey you you get better with these every single week. I'm proud. You like that one? I liked it. Better than the Krispy Kreme one? <laughs> <laughs> the Krispy Kreme one felt like shameless product placement, but that's another discussion. You you and your product placement, you're always so <laughs> sensitive about it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, today, if you hadn't seen Karate Kid 3, you could... Probably wouldn't guess that uh, today we are jumping back into our journey series of talking about the Karate Kid universe. Today we have a very special... That's one word for we it. We have a very episode episode of <laughs> talking about Karate Kid 3 and kind of where it fits into the universe and uh, what it means to the, the prior movies and the, uh, the television shows going forward. Benjamin, how are you? I'm doing all right. You doing um, okay? I'm doing okay. What what this episode has made me realize, going through a movie journey has tremendous highs and it's extremely rewarding. You, you hit the high points like the classic that is Karate Kid 1, the interesting sequel that is Karate Kid 2, and then certain installments make you come crashing back down to earth and realize you have to watch movies like Karate Kid 3 to complete the journey. So there's some interesting things to say about this movie. Um, I'm also very interested to hear what you have to say. We have not talked at length about we this. We have never really talked about this movie at all. No. So I think it uh, may be very interesting. <laughs> Any housekeeping today, sir? Well, you told me you recently saw a Shang-Chi. movie. Yeah. I saw Shang-Chi. How was that? And The Legend of the Ten Rings. Uh, it was really good, man. I really liked it. It was a lot of fun. One of the one of the most fun examples of a uh, MCU like solo movie. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other characters from the MCU that show up like very, very briefly, but they don't have anything to do with like the plot. That is, right. it's just a very, it's very much a movie about uh, Simu Liu's character and uh, Aquafina and uh, what they have going on. And it, it, it was everything I'd hoped for. It did. Kind of, uh, no spoilers, but it did kind of get into like the whole CGI thing mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit near the end. But um, for the most part, stellar start to finish. Yeah, I haven't heard a bad thing about it. I mean, I've just heard solid all the way around. Haven't gotten around to seeing it yet. But was it kind of refreshing to see a Marvel movie that was really just kind of original and more standalone? I mean, not that we don't like all of the plugins mm-hmm. and the storylines and stuff, but just it's nice to just see a story that just kind of works by itself. Yeah, for sure. And we get a lot of talk. The, the talk lately is not that the MCU is bad or that it's going in a wrong direction, but it's just a little bit of fatigue. Mm-hmm. You know, like especially after Endgame, there was a lot of fatigue with um, how far the story had come and characters dying and leaving and whatnot and it was just uh it was a lot to handle and then the tv shows kind of come in and they do some really interesting things and kind of refresh you a little bit and so and then black widow came back and like kind of 
put you back in that mood, kind of, yeah, at least right. how I felt. And then Zhang Chi's a great follow-up for that because it's completely new. Very charming actors. Um, every, everything about it was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, it, it, the MCU tie-ins were, were funny and uh, cute almost. So I uh, really appreciated it for that reason. Is it worth going and seeing in the theater? or I would, yeah, I would say so. Um, it will be available on Disney Plus in like a month, I think. I don't quick remember exactly. Around. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be pretty quick, especially going forward. They're all gonna be kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would say this one's one that you won't regret seeing in theaters. All right. So no one in uh, in Shang Chi is gonna have a Scarlett Johansson like battle with allowing it to be on Disney Plus. Any contractual snafus going on? Uh, I or- <laughs> certainly hope not. I, I certainly hope they learn their lesson. <laughs> Still waiting on updates on that, too, by the way. Yeah, maybe it just kind of fizzled out. Yeah, maybe she just didn't want her millions of dollars anymore. Maybe she did decide she didn't need it. Yeah. Oh, there's probably go either way on that. <laughs> I would want it. I would, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Win it and give it to us, ScarJo. Well, we don't need millions of dollars because we have the Karate Kid franchise. And we have each other. And, well... That's kind of secondary to Karate Until King. Terry Silver comes and tries to ruin it all. Until John Kreese hires Terry Silver to come back and ruin it all. I don't think John was the one. I'm, we'll confused. Get I'm already confused about what happened in this movie. Okay. We are going to take a quick break to play you guys a little song that we uh, we wrote and performed for this. Uh, that's not. That's a lie. <laughs> uh, but we'll be back after the break with a journey pod on Karate Kid 3. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, we are going to get into our discussion of the classic film, Karate, Karate Kid, Kid and the Legend three. of the Ten Rings, or Karate Kid 3, Part 3. Yeah, same thing, right? Almost. So, like we mentioned uh, near the beginning, we haven't really talked about this movie. We've talked about the Karate Kid franchise a ton, particularly the first two movies. We're both huge Cobra Kai fans. But this is a movie that we kind of skip over, and I think a lot of the collective culture has kind of forgotten about too. So I'm interested to hear what you think. Um, when when did you? When was the last time you watched this? Today. Okay. Also, so the first time I watched it was today. <laughs> I I thought I had seen it, and then watching it today, I realized I have nope. not a chance I've ever seen this nope, before. Because you would remember. <laughs> I would not forget any of this. Um, it is. Burned into the the re- <laughs> dark deep recesses of my mind. <laughs> With that being said, I think this movie. I think I like it more than you do, based on how you're kind of reacting to it. I by no means like it a lot. I definitely think it's the worst of the three movies. That's mm-hmm. a that's without question. I think it's more of a. Bond movie than it is a kar- an all valley karate tournament. Yeah. <laughs> like Terry Silver, this weird, seemingly incredibly wealthy, rich guy who just wants to control karate in the valley with endless funds to buy karate dojos. He's uh, got nothing else, nothing better to do. Apparently, just that, really wants that, this to- teenage this teenage kid has become the center of his mission in life. You know. It's kind of strange. Get a life, man. 
but yeah, I I honestly have no idea. Did it do anything to mention how Terry Silver made his money? I'm hoping we get into that with this next season of Cobra Kai. Not that I oh yeah, that's not what that I, I particularly care. But Terry Silver <laughs> is coming back for season four of Cobra Kai. Yeah. Also, I don't think we mentioned this. Cobra Kai got has already been renewed for season five. Well, I mean, how could you not? This show should go on forever. <laughs> what well, what if season four pulls a Karate Kid three and just well, no. well then I don't know. <laughs> I I'd still love it probably. Right. I just love the characters so much at this point. No. Th- I really don't know how to describe this movie. Like it's so bizarrely different than the first two. You okay? Here's a here's a fun fact for you. This will help you understand how bizarre this movie is. Ralph Macchio is older than the actor that played Terry Silver. That does not surprise me. Not at all. He is he is huge. He is chunky in this movie. He, I was He's like a say linebacker. That too. He, <laughs> He's boy got thick. He's been eaten. <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> but, but older than the villain who's supposed to be the the big bad adult. <laughs> that was just when I I don't know. That's he, funny. Ralph Macchio is just so much older than everybody else in these movies. Um, I do love like the intro, um, like the beginning scene where they do the exact same like, oh yeah, me and my uh, girlfriend from Okinawa, we broke up. She got some job. Yeah. You know? It's just like she just started dating some UCLA football players. Oh, like, and my mom's not in this movie because she's doing something. She's taking care of <laughs> quick, my, was it quick uncle? Two sentences about her. She's just something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. She doesn't matter. Like his shop is getting broken into and he's getting the crap beat out of him. But no cops, nope. no parents. Nope. Karate. The law of the jungle out here. Yeah. but And they also just like replay the last 10 minutes of the first movie again, like they did in the second yep. movie, the intro always going to, Hey, remember that. this. <laughs> and just like, I, I guess I kind of get it this time with, uh, what was the, the, the bad kid of karate what was his name. Uh, Mike Barnes, Mike Barnes. Yeah. yeah. Like just like attempting to kill these people. Like you're like 18 years old. And yeah. How did you get murder. into this? <laughs> and like, I guess I can, understand him being super serious because he had a lot of money on the line with this i guess still 50 percent of 21 karate dojos i mean that's a lot but that's a i mean i guess how many i don't know man that was such a weird scene with him in the bathtub too yeah it was a little uncomfortable it was just like this guy's in the bathtub and he has six business associates in here like handling things for him and a weird like old-timey phone that had like the wire hang-ups that got you (laughs) (laughs) something about that phone really i I can't tell if like they just didn't care anymore about what they were putting on the script or what they were doing and making this movie it's sad because Ralph Macchio and Pat Morita are still going 100%. Yeah, they're still great. They're going as hard as they can. And they are like reading a script that was written by a drunk algorithm. It just, <laughs> it's just absurd. <laughs> With like a few of the references from the first movie that we remember and understand. But like the rest of it is just like, oh, we're going to have a bonsai tree shop. But then they're trying to climb down a cliff to plant it. But then they drop it in the ocean and then they're climbing up a rope. I just described an actual scene in the movie. Yes, pretty like much. pretty well too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it like basically ignores most of what happened in the second movie, 
it plays off of pretty much everything that would be known about the first movie. Just assuming you didn't see the second one. Because the second one is its own animal, right? It, it tells its own story mm. and deviates completely from what the first one did. And we both like and respect that, like we've talked about. This one plays back a little bit into the references of the first one, but it goes in just like wild, absurd new directions that are questionable to say the least. At what point is Mr. Miyagi just daniel sans legal guardian? Like at what yeah. point in common law does that take effect? Mm-hmm. Like this is, I guess it's only been like a summer really and Danielson just decides that he's not going to college anymore. Yeah. And he's going to do this bonsai tree thing. Mm. But I think that money was from Miyagi anyway. Yeah. So it's like I'm working for him, yeah. Yeah, but man, I don't know. Odd There's motivations going on. Really weird. And the he meets this girl and they go on a platonic friendship date because she has a boyfriend <laughs> yeah that, that whole thing was very shoehorned in that oh. was that was another drunk algorithm thing no here was, he has a girlfriend <laughs> no here you go here you go uh this is the first thing that comes up on the trivia oh uh, this is gonna be IMDb. good yeah this is you're gonna laugh at this uh ralph macchio's character was supposed to have a romantic relationship with the character of jessica but he asked to have their relationship be platonic because he didn't want his wife to be jealous Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no. No, wait. No, no, no. In addition, the age difference was uncomfortable for all involved, (laughs) as Machio was 27 during filming, and Robin Lively was a minor at just 16. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) And you had to question whether or not this relationship was going to be platonic? Well, like, they're how they first meet and everything. It's like, you think it's just going to set up. He's going to be his love interest for this movie. Yeah. Not that you're expecting it to be super consequential, but you're just going to have that little part of emotional involvement, but she's going to just, you you think it's going to be the same thing as last two, where yeah. she's just the girl that shows up at the karate match. And she, okay. and cheers that off, makes you know? more sense. Cause that was really bothering me. It felt yeah. very shoehorned into this movie. It was just, it was supposed <laughs> to be more, but everyone involved was just like, this is weird. It doesn't need to be there. <laughs> Which like, why, if you wanted it to be like, what casting crew was, casted a 16 year old to be a 27 year old's love interest i know the character is 19 years old who decided to make the third the second sequel of a movie about a teenager where the guy is 27 i, yeah. I watch outer banks and I, I have no room to talk well how i don't know we we can look up how old those actors are later, uh, the, but... the main one uh john b is like 30 oh <laughs> yikes <laughs> that's just a bit outside <laughs> But okay, do you just want to keep going down some of these trivia facts? I'm sure. I mean, it can't get any weirder, can it? Oh, I have. I've only read a couple. But uh, Sean Kanan, the guy who played uh, Mike Barnes, mm-hmm. beat out two thousand other martial artists. I no disrespect to Sean Kanan. Like he played a like an antagonist to some degree, a bully. But like, the other 1999 must have not been like that good, right? If, yeah. Of like actors, if he was like, the one this that is the role, role. there's the epic fight to the death for, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I've never read this one, so hopefully, this is funny. In the original script, Daniel's mother was never mentioned or seen in the movie. It was Ralph Macchio's idea they have a scene of Daniel having a telephone conversation with the mother explaining her absence. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> What? At least in Cobra Kai, they make it a point to go and get 
all of these super minor side characters and give them like a scene at least. Like there's the one episode where like his mom comes back for uh-huh. like dinner. Like it's just like one scene, but it's like, hey, this person still exists. Even Allie gets like a three episode run. Yeah. Uh, I hope, I kind of hope Mike Barnes comes back at some point too. They're going to have to. I don't remember seeing him mentioned in any of the, the teasers or whatnot. I know Terry Silver is confirmed, but man, I don't know. Do you want another one? One more. Give us one more. Okay. While filming, Sean Kanan performed his own stunts, including one wherein he lunged forward and landed on his stomach for 20 takes. After taking aspirin for four days to deal with the residual pain, Kanan fell unconscious at a hospital. He was diagnosed with internal bleeding caused by a torn abdominal wall. Oh my gosh. That is way too much on the line. That's why he got this role. The guy was committed. That's way too much to put on the line for Karate Kid 3. Was it, I, I bet this was probably one of his first roles. That's, man, that's, that's too gutsy, much. Though. That's too much. That yeah. is too much. That's, man, respect, though. He has not been in anything worth <laughs> noting. It, it didn't, didn't jumpstart his career. That's, Sean Kane is not exactly a household name. Bummer for him. He was in he was in a movie called Hiding Go Shriek and an episode of a show called Werewolf in nineteen eighty seven. And and then he got Karate Kid Three, and ever since then it's pretty much been nothing that I can see. Rip. What's it gonna be, Danny Boy? It's gonna be, I'm not gonna be there. So just forget about it, alright? <laughs> 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 Let's show Mr. Crease how he's going to get his business back. Hey, I'm not going to fight. You can't make me fight. You don't have to. You can just stand there and let him kick your ass. <laughs> 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 Do the crane, Danny boy. You're doing this to yourself, man. Yes! Yes! Oh, yes! Oh! <laughs> you want to see some more? I want to see a lot more. Bring him back. <laughs> you see his face? <laughs> see the trail? I think he peed in his pants. <laughs> well, yes, sir. one th- one thing about this movie that they they like just go right back to the All Valley Tournament scene mm-hmm. pretty much at the end. They make the climax the same thing. The the hey, I don't have to f- fight until the championship. It's like who made that rule? Yeah, so like you, you just like. <laughs> You, you're not giving everyone a fair shot, and the apparent best karate student in the valley just you just you get, get to, to see, see him fight the less. Like that's like ESPN would have hurled; they would have thrown up at that idea. I don't remember. Was Johnny the reigning champ in the first movie? Yes. So they just changed the rules. Yeah. No, movie. they he he read the letter to. Uh, Miyagi, like, hey, they made this rule change. Oh, I'd only have to it. fight once, and it's like, hey, they made this plot. Ch- I mean, rule change. Yep, and you, you literally just didn't have the budget to replicate the All Valley tournament right. from the first. It's kind of sad. They do bring the referee back, the guy whose shirt just says referee. That's fun. No one in the crowd was wearing a get him a body bag shirt. That was a little disappointing. Sad. It hadn't turned into legend in less than a year. That statement, <laughs> man, but. Were you happy that it was a new antagonist, or would you have like rather had a story where Johnny was the the bully again? I'm glad we didn't see Johnny until Cobra Kai. I, I do too. That I don't know if I well. I don't know if I would have felt the same if Cobra Kai just didn't exist. But I didn't feel like I needed to see Johnny again at that point. Yeah, because I, I hadn't watched Cobra Kai when I saw this the first time. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm like, yeah, you might as well bring someone new in. It's just their motives are very strange. And even like the dynamics that it leads to at the climax, like it's not just a straight up fight. It's this kid, Mike, is trying to just like make Daniel scared and like literally cause him as much physical harm as possible. And like, I I don't know how to feel about what's going on. Because <laughs> it's also like very clear that he's by far like the significant fight, like yeah, the better fighter. Right. Like the only reason he doesn't win is because he just keeps like cheap shotting him. You know, it's mm-hmm. like if you had just taken that like seriously, like you would have won. You beat the heck quickly, out of this. You know? Guy. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, what's funny about the karate kid two and three is pretty Daniel just gets the f- wipe get, gets wiped on the floor every uh-huh. time he tries to fight, which is kind of nice. Like he didn't just turn into this like unstoppable. Yeah. Karate champ. Who do you think wins in a um, round robin of Johnny Chosen and uh, sh- Mike? Ch- chosen is pretty nasty. I'd think. probably take Chosen too. And just the age and maturity difference. Yeah. But- uh, Sean Kanan has expressed his interest in reprising his role for Mike Barnes. I bet he is. He's probably broke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Or Sean. <laughs> I'm sure you're doing just fine. But like... Even the giant, like, overcoming moment for Daniel feels really cheap and shoehorned in. Where, you know, at the first movie, it was he's he's like injured and he's he wants to keep fighting, but Miyagi's like, "You've proved everything you need to prove. Just let go." And when Daniel like accepts that, that's when Miyagi heals him and he goes out and wins, and relies on his defensive posture to win. This one, Daniel overcomes by lying on the mat and Miyagi yelling at him yeah. to get up. <laughs> it, it was really anticlimactic. It was weird that that was the final scene you got of this trilogy. Mm-hmm. Some, something that's completely out of character for Miyagi. Yeah. Like, he doesn't, like, the whole movie's about, like, not wanting him to fight in the tournament. Like, yeah. that's the reason there's problems. Yeah. with Because daniel son doesn't accept it. But I don't even, like think to call him Daniel anymore. It's just, Daniel. His name is Daniel. Right, yeah. Um, and then for especially for this to be a trilogy and for them to want to close it out on that way, I my only thought was they had to have expected to make another one. They did like, make another one. <laughs> oh my gosh. You think it can't get worse. Oh, I'm so scared to watch that movie, man. I won't say anything more. You've seen it, right? I've seen it. So the movie we're talking about, we will talk about in a bonus episode for this journey. Right, we're just gonna make, you're not even going to make it a, a regular one? Bonus <laughs> just because it is going to be such a delight for everyone involved. You're not going to say that after you see the next it's Karate the Kid next, starring Hillary Swank. Yes. <laughs> I have seen a couple clips from it. I've seen the trailer. And, oh man, I'm really scared. I don't have words for it. I'm going to try to have words for it by the time uh, this next episode comes around, but Karate Kid 3 is a masterpiece compared to what you're going to see. Oh, man. That's for another day. So how do you feel like Karate Kid 3 fits into the franchise as a whole? Like you've talked a little bit about it as the final part in a trilogy, maybe a little bit as like a bridge to Cobra Kai. So what are your thoughts on that? I think that will be a much easier question to answer after season four of Cobra Kai has aired because we've had a couple mentions of Karate Kid 3 stuff in Cobra Kai already. Like 
when um, Daniel San was consoling his daughter about like the struggles with Cobra Kai and like he had to open up about that. Um, but until we really see how Terry Silver and potentially Sean or and uh, yeah, Sean uh, Mike Davis kind of, or I don't even know what his name is. The guy, point, the 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 bully. Um, kind of fit into the future of Cobra Kai. That'll be an easier question to answer. As far as it, how it goes with the movies, you know, I feel like the what's important about these movies is Mr. Miyagi and Daniel-san. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like it stays pretty true to those characters. They seem consistent, and it's f- interesting, at least, to see them struggle to have a relationship. Yeah. Um I kept expecting Mr. Miyagi to die in this movie for some reason. Mm-hmm. Does he die on screen at any point? He better not die in the next Karate Kid. Don't spoil anything. Uh, yeah, man. I think f- f- overall, like it's definitely a Karate Kid movie. It is. <laughs> I mean, it fits. It's There's enough going wild. on that reminds you of the greatness that exists, but it mm-hmm. has plenty left to be desired as well. And like, honestly, like Terry Silver is so over the top and it's ridiculous. And he's has unlimited funds to do whatever he wants, basically. Mm-hmm. But like, I lo- I kind of like him as a villain, you know, like he, he yeah. had a good plan and he went through with it and he was committed. I well, guess it, it's, it's, and it's like a different kind of villain. Like your first movie, the villain is a bully and a mm-hmm. karate teacher who is a bully. The second one, it's more of like a family honor type of situation, and that's where the conflict is. Yeah, this one, the deranged businessman who who also knows karate. Yeah, drunk and, algorithm or imaginative? I don't know which one it is, but it's one of the two. A little bit of both, probably. I, I think that the best way to sum it up and sum up where this movie fits, Daniel actually talks about in Cobra Kai. There's a moment I don't remember exactly what it is, but he says, oh, yeah, I was in Cobra Kai for a That was the minute. scene I was literally just talking about. And his, he makes some kind of quip, like, but, like, he, like, really, like, downplays it. He's like, that shouldn't have happened. And it's like, not only that <laughs> moment should have happened, but, like, that whole idea and that maybe that movie shouldn't have happened. Because this is really self-aware. But maybe they're going back on that if they're bringing a lot of the stuff back for the fourth season. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're going to face their demons. Yeah. Well, that honestly, that's pretty much Cobra or uh, Karate Kid Three. Do you have any? Do you, do you want to just keep going through some of these trivia facts? I mean, if there's good ones, yeah. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, according to Robin Lively, the what was her name, Jessica? Uh, working with Ralph Macchio was difficult at times. He would be late to set and or complain about certain aspects of the movie. He changed a couple things already that we've seen. That was not the quote. Um, but Macho later explained in an interview that making Karate Kid 3 was hardly the greatest experience he anticipated. Oh? <laughs> uh, Ralph does not care for the movie at all. Since oh. the script, according to himself, was never where it needed to be. You don't say, You Ralph. don't say, Ralph. You don't say. And that probably explains, because I'm sure he had a lot to do with writing Cobra Kai 2. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that had to do with it. Uh, the house where Terry lives is actually the Ennis House, a home designed by Frank Lloyd Wright in 1924. The house has been used in multiple films, but most notably as the original House on a Haunted Hill, uh, but also in Blade Runner. Interesting. Huh. Who knew? I don't remember that in Blade Runner. 
Sean Kanan was almost replaced for that injury he had. Can you imagine you beat out 1,999 other people for this part and then you get hurt on set and get replaced? And like you get hurt on set because you're working so hard. Yeah. Uh, Paula Abdul was the dance choreographer for the film. What dancing was there? The Elvis dance, the impromptu Elvis dance was in the second movie, right? Yeah. There, there's like some kind of club scene in this, right? They One where Daniel like punches the guy in the nose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my god. There's a lot of blood. Yeah. Daniel goes down a dark path. That's what Cobra Kai does to you. Uh, not including flashbacks, Martin Cove, Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita, and Pat E. Johnson are the only four actors to appear in all three films in the trilogy. Couldn't tell you who Martin Cove and uh, Pat E. Johnson Pat are. Pat E. Johnson is the referee. Oh. <laughs> Martin Cove is Crease. Okay. Because Crease is in the second movie, but only the scene where... Uh, oh, I thought that would have counted as a flashback. But I guess that's... No, because that's yeah. not from the first movie. Yeah, it takes fair, place fair, fair. in the same time, but it's original material. Oh, Sean Kanan at the point of getting casted was only a green belt. <laughs> he was, <laughs> although this means he was un, uh, relatively untrained, he was still the most experienced martial artist of all three Karate Kid villains. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Man, that wouldn't happen today. They'd get ripped apart for stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's see. a reason we don't remember Karate Kid 3. When Karate Kid Part 3 was released, Ralph Macchio was 28 years old. Snake's car is a 19... Yeah, there was a kid in this movie named Snake. And then the kid after him's name was like Dennis. It was Terry and Dennis. Imagine being casted as Dennis in that. Imagine. Let me see here. Let me confirm that. Yeah, Snake... And Dennis. It was Snake and Dennis. That's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> they're pretty one-dimensional one villains. Snake, Mike, and Dennis. <laughs> and Terry. <laughs> what the heck? They sound like the type of people who go around and destroy bonsai trees. <laughs> that was so Oh, let's put that in the movie. But yeah, man, is that... Uh, I have literally nothing else to say about this. I think it's probably better if we we just end it at that. What, out of... Uh, from a white to a uh, black belt, what would you give this movie? I don't know what the colors in between are supposed to be. <laughs> you disrespect my dojo. I'm sorry. Well, it's not a white belt. There's enough going on that you're like, oh, yeah, that's that reminds me of how good this used to be. Um... If you're if you've seen the first two, go ahead and go watch it. Just complete the trifecta. Don't expect anything special. Expect a strange ride. It proves that you can make two different sequels for a franchise and have all three movies in the trilogy just be completely different than each other. But I, I respect that. Yeah. yeah. I'd give this movie probably a purple belt. That sounds Just not like, too grand, but... Like a couple over white, but nowhere near black. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll we'll be right back with another segment of... Wee-wa! Wee-wa! 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. As you may know, we like to do something called WAWA, which stands for What Are You Watching? So Ben Jones has the floor today. Ben, what are you watching? I recently started watching a show on Netflix. It was originally a yeah. sci-fi original, I believe. Yeah. Um, called Dark Matter. Oh. Not heard of it. <laughs> didn't think, didn't think Let so. Let me look this thing I, I had never heard of it either. I am only uh, six episodes in at this point. Basic premise, it's set sometime in the future. This group of people wake up on a spaceship. They have no memories. They don't know each other. They don't know who they are themselves. Turns out they are criminals and mercenaries oh. uh, floating through space. Um, but they still have very vague information about who they are. And so it's this kind of race to uncover who they are, to survive in this weird futuristic world they don't recognize, and has kind of some sci-fi elements going on too. Um, it, I don't think I've ever watched a show that's a sci-fi original. Um, How's the budget? It's decent. Does it look uh, all right? I would say it's not great. I would say uh, I'd compare it to if it was like this type of show on like a network TV type of thing. Like it looks fine if it's your network TV shows look just fine if it's like a cop show or whatever. But when you try to go into space and make like elaborate environments, it gets a little bit tacky. Uh huh. But that's not really what they try to stress in this show. It's not this like expansive cool universe. That's more just like a backdrop for the mystery plot and the action and shenanigans and stuff. Um, it's it's all right. It's got me intrigued. Um, just trying to figure out what happens next, but it is not great by any stretch of the imagination. Huh? I honestly don't think I recognize any of these actors. The only one I recognize, um, his name is Roger Cross. He is Curtis from Twenty Four. Oh, He's in a couple really? Seasons of Twenty Four. That's the only tethering point I have for this. I've never heard of anyone else in this show. He's not even on the uh, top build, it doesn't look oh, like Oh, no, maybe he dies. Well, um, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, man, but the last person on this list is only in five episodes, and your guy didn't make it. <laughs> oh, no. What, Roger. What, his name's Roger in the show? Roger. No, his name in the show is... Uh, they don't oh, really, uh, he, he plays a guy named Six, or he's the Six. Yeah, so they kind of know their names, but they're refusing to go by them because they don't want to be associated. Yeah, I remember him from 24. Yeah, he, uh, Jack Bauer kills him. He's Jack's friend, and then Jack kills him. He had to. It's like the worst five minutes of Jack Bauer's life. He has to shoot one of his friends, and then a nuke goes off in L.A. about a mile from him. I, that, I think... Didn't I call you after I watched that episode? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and like we were in like high school, so like calling was like not a normal thing no. to do. Not that it is now. No, yeah, that was intense. Um, that season of twenty four, season six, that's pretty much considered the worst one. Well, for um, good freaking reason. <laughs> <laughs> because you have a bomb, a nuke go off in L.A., and then like the same day, you have people arguing about relationship drama and office politics at CTU. Kind of all over the place, but yeah. That's all I have. I have nothing else I want to add about Dark Matter. Would uh, What type of person is watching this show consistently? It looks like there's 39 episodes overall so far. Yeah, it only went three seasons. I'm pretty sure it got canceled. Who, uh, For the people out there who may be interested in watching something like this, what uh, who, who, who would be interested in watching 39 episodes of this? If you enjoy more mystery, like it is sci-fi, but 
the science stuff is very much in the background and more just a vessel for the mystery and intrigue that happens. So don't expect like a cool Star Wars type universe or anything like that. It's very bland and drab because that's not really the point. But mm-hmm. if you're looking for a mystery whodunit set in space, I think oh. it'll do just fine. I like that. Good job. Well, thanks for tuning in to the We Don't Watch Everything podcast. I hope you enjoyed our uh, conversations on a couple different items of media today and uh, potentially added some things to your watch list. Maybe. <laughs> uh, we I'm not saying I recommend it. <laughs> we're not winning any uh, Pulitzer Prize awards for this episode. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're working with the material we have. Yes. Uh, but... Really do appreciate you tuning in. As always, you can find the We Don't Watch Everything podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter at We Did Not Watch It for uh, tweets we like and uh, episode drops. Quiet!